Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. A cup of murder. The fairy tale of Cinderella and her wicked stepmother instilled a fear in many children of the repercussions of parents remarrying. On August 25th, 1867, a poor little girl would find herself at the mercy of her evil stepmother. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In 1866, 25-year-old Frances Turner became engaged to a man named William Kidder in Kent, England. Now, this wasn't a marriage for love, as Frances had become pregnant with their illegitimate child in a time where that was unspeakable. She gave birth to a baby, Emma, and the couple married soon thereafter. What Francis didn't know was that Emma wasn't William's only child. In fact, he had two children from a previous relationship. One lived with relatives since her mother's passing, and the other, 10-year-old Louisa, came to live with William and his new wife. Francis was furious, to say the least. And she made it no mystery that, while her husband was away, she took this anger out on Louisa. Neighbors could hear the beatings through the walls, and Louisa was often deprived of her basic needs. She was forced to wear rags, not given food, thrown out of the house regardless of the weather, and made to sleep in the cellar with with only old sacks for bedding. The once lively girl turned sullen and withdrawn within just two years of living with Francis. It grew so vicious that a neighbor reported William and Francis to the police, and she was charged with cruelty. She was asked to pay a fine, and Louisa was sent to live with a guardian. However, William failed to make his payments, and Louisa was sent back home. From the minute she walked back through the door, her beatings resumed. William and Francis began to fight about her treatment of his daughter, and at least on one occasion, Francis was thrown out of the house. In July of 1867, while helping William with his work as a potato dealer, Francis was thrown from her horse and car. 
The accident caused brain damage that seemed to only worsen her feelings towards Louisa. On August 25, 1867, while in New Romney visiting her parents, Frances asked Louisa if she wanted to go for a walk with her, a walk that, just a bit ago, she told her parents she was too ill to make and would stay home with the children. She and Louisa came to Cobb's Bridge, and as they walked near the water's edge, Frances grabbed her 11-year-old stepdaughter and forced her head into the stream. Frances's father and husband returned to the home to collect the women and found the house was empty. As they began to search, up came Frances, but she was alone. When asked where little Louisa was, she claimed she fell into a ditch and just went upstairs to her room. Her father found her changing out of sopping wet, muddy clothing and knew something was amiss. They called the police who, given her history with the girl, promptly took Frances into custody. While in custody, she told police that Louisa was frightened by a passing horse over the bridge and had fallen into the ditch. A search was organized to find the girl, and she was found lying face down in a pool of water. Her body was taken to the ship inn so a coroner could perform his inquest. Once he began, there came a flood of stories about the way Francis treated Louisa. It wasn't long before he determined that the woman was responsible. Frances Kidder was charged with murder and remanded in custody until her trial could take place. While there, William not only refused to visit his wife, but began a relationship with Frances's younger sister. The trial began on March 12, 1868, and was filled with stories of Frances's cruelty, including testimony from her own mother, father, sister, and husband. After just 12 minutes, the jury concluded that she drowned her young stepdaughter and she was sentenced to hang. While awaiting her execution, Frances finally admitted her crime to a visiting reverend, though she maintained that it was not premeditated. William visited his wife only twice before her death. Both times, they fought over the relationship with her sister, which he vehemently denied the first meeting, but admitted to at the second. She became hysterical and remained that way anytime someone from her family came to visit. On April 2nd, 1896, Frances Kidder was led to the gallows, where she stood in front of 2,000 people there to view her death. With the stopping of her heart, she became the last woman to be publicly hanged in Britain. Just a little over a month later, Parliament passed a bill ending the practice, therefore cementing her name in true crime history. With her death came a wave of sympathy for the woman. Some claimed that her actions, while horrible, were directly influenced by the way she was treated by William, that he treated her terribly during their marriage and abandoned her at the time of her death. There were reports that, back in September of 1865, Frances complained to police that William kicked her while wearing his outdoor boots and pushed her out of the house in the pouring rain, that if she took him to court, he would likely murder her. He withheld food and refused to let her breastfeed Emma, saying, quote, she should not live. Sound familiar? The public, furious with his actions, even went as far as to burn an effigy of him in height after her execution. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on August 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, 
easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.